Good morning. Welcome to Trainwreck Marriage. I'm Dave Touchton. And I'm Susan Touchton. Hey, this is a rainy Wednesday, which is a blessing for us because uh, we've got some guys coming over to work on the house today, which is exciting. And, um, you know, we've had busy, really busy week and, and life and months. And, you know, I really, this morning, God was kind of putting on me as, you know, what are you doing for me? Well, and that seems like an odd question because it's like, okay, I go to church, God, and I I do this, God, and I do this. But what God was really putting on me is, you know, um, we're called to be an example and be the best that we can be for God or to to do what God's asking us to do. But, you know, uh, this morning it was really put on me. It's like, like our business. Are you giving me 110%? I blessed you with having a business. Are you giving me 110%? Because, you know, sometimes it's not about what we consider the good Christian thing to do. Um, sometimes it's about are we giving 110% to God for the things he has given us. Now, I understand that can become into workaholic and doing all that. And I know that's not God's purpose, but are you giving God your best? And, you know, that, that kind of hit me this morning and, uh, it, it's kind of revealed some things that, that I'm going to have to start praying about and dealing with because, you know, I mean, as humans, uh, we're not always at our best. Um, some of us are more lazier than others. Some are driven, overdriven and overcompensate to work 24 seven. But, you know, I think of like ministry stuff, even, you know, are you giving me your best? And I think that, you know, whether it be, cause I've been filling in preaching some and, and God's used us in different ways, a men's group. And I know you can get overloaded, but but what I've found when you're truly in the stream of God's ministry, it's not overwhelming. And, you know, it may not fit in your plan great, but it's not overwhelming. So, you know, what has God given you that, for lack of a better word, you're half, I don't know what else to say, half-ass doing it. That's really just the truth of it. What What are you doing just to get by, but not really pouring into what God's called you to do, you know, and, and, uh, and I do understand that's a fine line and that's a, a very tricky, but you know, at your job, you know, God's blessed you with this job. Do, do you really do your very best or do you do enough to get by? And I'm not saying working more hours, but I'm saying while you're there, are you truly giving your best? Or are you consumed with other things? Because I think sometimes, for me, it's easy easy to, when things are going well, to kind of pull back on the throttle a little bit. Not hit the brakes, but kind of go into coast mode. And I, I think that's, you know, one thing God's been telling me. I, I gave it to you. I want you to pour, pour the coals to it. Um, I'll provide the people. You know, because some of my fears, for lack of a better word, is getting too much work and not having the people to do it. You know, and, and so sometimes I, I, I justify, well, I need to slow down, I need to do that. When really God's not calling me 
to it. He's wanting me to give my very best every day. Listen to his Holy Spirit and roll with it. And I think, you know, sometimes we, we create these excuses. Um, you know, I'm just so busy. I don't have time for dot, dot, dot. Well, there's stuff that we created. God didn't create them. We created them. You know, and I I just, I don't know. This morning, God's kind of put on me, you know, are you giving me your very best in what I've given you? And and I think that really applies across the board, um, whether you're in full-time ministry, whether you're not, whether you're, um, you know, just involved in the local church some. I mean, I think... You know, are are you giving your best? And again, I am not saying take on more jobs, do more work. You need to work 24 hours a day for God. That is not what I'm saying. But when you are there, are you giving your very best? And I, I you know, I've got a lot of people I talk to and, you know, they complain about their job or, well, this isn't, this isn't really the way I want it. I don't think I'm getting paid what I should. And, you know, I, Again, I come back to, are you giving your God your best at what he's giving you? And I, that has just kind of resonated this morning with me of, of what does that look like? Well, in the scripture that comes to mind, and I don't know where exactly it's found, but um, there's a scripture that says, in everything you do, do it for the Lord. And so, you know, I mean, there's so many things that I think of when David was talking um, not only in our job, but in our relationships as well. Ooh, you know, yeah. are we um, giving our best in the relationships that with the people that God's put in our life? Um, an example, Haley, our oldest daughter's in town this week. And, um, you know, the, the opportunity that we get to spend time with her. But then I'm thinking, oh, I've got to do this at work. I've got to do that at work. You know, Fortunately, there's um, somebody that's helping me out in the office now, and I just have to trust that, you know, Haley's here. I need to spend quality time with her. The time that I spend with her, um, let it be glorifying to God. And um, so it's not just whatever you do, do it for the Lord. It's whatever you do. That doesn't necessarily mean your job. That doesn't necessarily mean your ministry work, but it's in your relationships. And something else I thought of is if we are not doing our best for ourselves, then it's difficult for us to do our best for others. And so somewhere in that mix, and I don't have it figured out, trust me, is how do we take care of ourselves so that we can work for the Lord, so that we can be energized, so that we can be at peace and rest? What are we doing to um, nourish ourselves so that we can pour into others and give, give our best, do everything as if we're doing it for the Lord. And, you know, something that struck me um, in this whole conversation is, you know, if you're not spending any time with God, then you're one, not nourishing yourself. And two, you can't give to other people and other relationships. Um, because you, the Spirit of God, you're not allowing to speak to you and flow through you. So I think it's, again, for me, pouring into myself, you know, the girl that works for me says, what do you do for yourself? 
Well, really, the only thing I do for myself is I have my quiet time faithfully in the morning. And um, some days that's great, and some days that's enough, but other times it's not. And so, um, you know, sometimes when I'm having my quiet time, I'm so distracted that I'm reading the word, but I might as well just be reading anything else. Um, and really, instead of really asking God to speak to me through his word and um, the, the time that we, I do spend with him in the morning, making it valuable enough to where um, I can go out throughout the day to, to love on others and to, to do my job well. And um, so I think first and foremost is just spending time with him and seeking him and asking him to guide you and direct you in the path that he has for you so that you can do your best for him. Yeah, no, and that's a great point because, and that's why I was sitting there thinking, you know, in your marriage, are you giving your best to your marriage? You know, where's your best being spent? And and that's a dicey thing of, well, if I give here, I can't give here. And you, you kind of get to where you justify in your mind, well, I gave it all at work today, so I got nothing left for the house. We don't say that. But that's really kind of where we're at in our head some days. And, you know, and that's, God didn't call us to um, really kind of just muddle through life. He's gave us talents. He's gave us opportunities. But he's not wanting us to waste them. And, you know, I think it's one of those things that it does get blurry in that because the world gets involved. And here's what the world says we need to do, dot, 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 whatever it is. Um, and, and we're pretty good about making sure the world's taken care of and God is sometimes. And that's what God really put on me this morning is, is I need your very best now. And this message may be only for me, but you know, it's, it's one of those things like at work, we can, I can definitely do better. I need to do better. I need to get it together because God's given us that and has taken care of us through all of it and had it succeed. So um, it just, when you start breaking that apart, then the question, let's go to the next, the two most important, doing what God wants and then also where you at in your marriage. I mean, are you giving really your very best? And granted, there may not be much, and I understand that, but are you really giving your best to your marriage, encouraging your spouse, you know, having those conversations, what they say is important? I mean, there's just such a list that sometimes when you get busy with life, you just kind of run through it, and it's kind of like, well, we're here. We got to get through this today. Um, I know we've been there definitely in the past, currently. We're always in one way or the other, and and that is something that, you know, God, God gave me Susan to be married, but when do I give her my best? I don't know. It, it just, God's kind of put that on my heart this morning is, is when are you going to give me your best? Well, and I think too, you know, we're, no matter where we go or what we do, we're supposed to be ambassadors for Christ. We're supposed to rep represent him well. And as David was talking, you know, I think of customers that sometimes call in and are so frustrated or upset or They've had something beeping all night or whatever the case may be. 
And how I handle that phone call is a rep, should be a representation of how God would handle that phone call. A lot of times when I'm in the thick of things, and I have a lot of interruptions in my life, in, in, in my day-to-day at work more than anything, and, you know, they say if you are interrupted, it takes you 30 minutes to get back to where you were. And so, like, some days I feel like my day is just a total, um, you know, take a whole bag of things and shake it up, and then I can't get focused on any one thing. But in all of that, you know, I'm supposed to represent Christ. And how do people, through my life, the question that God's asking me is, how do people see me, meaning Jesus, through how you act? Um, and so, you know, and that can go even in, in the marriage, which is the most intimate relationship you should have. Um, you know, when David frustrates me or upsets me or gets under my skin or whatever the case may be, um, how am I going to represent Christ to him? And a lot of times I don't think about that in the midst of it because we're human and there's a button that can be pushed. And usually when it's pushed, it pushes you beyond, um, you know, what God has called us to act like. And so how do you stay to where you represent Christ well on a regular basis? And again, I go back to you got to be in the word and you got to spend time with him and you got to know who he is and how he acts and how he would act in a given situation. He knows how David's going to respond. He already knows how David's going to act. And so I feel like through our marriage and really now that I think about it, it should be most marriages. Marriage is the best way to learn how to love like Jesus because in marriage, hopefully your spouse sees the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, if you've just are newly married, they may have not got to see, you know, the worst part of you. But at some point in time, we're almost 29 years in, and, you know, they there's been some, a lot of good, a lot of bad, and a lot of ugly. And during that, God's molding us and shaping us on how to deal with not only our spouse is good, bad, and ugly, but also the world, because your spouse will hopefully be there to support you through your reactions and through th- through the ugliness of it. But the world um, needs to see Jesus through you, because we may be the only Jesus that people see. Right. No, I definitely agree with all that, because the thing is, it is hard when you're in a marriage, and I think we're coming up on 28. Maybe. I don't know. Feels, we don't know how long we've been It feels like married. 59, but <laughs> I know no it's kidding. not that long. <laughs> no, that's the thing is, you know, um, it's a struggle. And, and when you start applying it, I mean, you've got to pick your priorities. And I think sometimes, you know, uh, the priorities is making the kids happy whether it be ball or whether it be this or whether it be that. And, and I'm not saying eliminate them. I'm just saying, you know, that, that question needs to be brought in. What does this look like if I truly give my best to God? And I, I don't think we ask that question enough. I know I don't, but I don't think we really do 
because we, we kind of, a few things work out. Well, it must be God. Everything's good. And, but that, that may not be the case. And I think, you know, sometimes I know in the, even currently it's, it's hit and miss with me. Um, you know, sometimes I'm really focused on where God's going and other times I'm kind of like, eh, I kind of got it. And, and I think we kind of, it's kind of that natural human nature where you get lazy, content, um, okay with where you're at. Well, and especially when things are going good, you know, when things are going smoothly and there's no stress and there's no drama and there's, which they're very limited times, right? but when things are going really well, well, I don't really need God because things are going good and, you know, it can't get much better. Well, you know, it's a matter, literally a matter of time, could be minutes, seconds, hours, days, that, you know, I feel like a lot of times I'll go to God because that's kind of my last option, you know, and I, I wish that I wasn't that way. I wish that he would, you know, be so that I would be so close to him that even, and that's not to say that I don't praise him and thank him for the good things by any means. Um, but when you're not in need of anything at the moment, we tend to just kind of pretend like he's not there with us or that, um, we just kind of ignore the fact that his spirit still lives in us um, until that, oh, no, this disaster's happening, or oh, no, this comment was made, and how am I going to handle it kind of thing. And so I think it's just um, realizing that giving your best is through the good times and the bad times. Right. And, you know, God always wants to stretch you. I mean, he's really not looking for you to find a spot and stop. And so, you know, even though you may have concerns about doing this, doing more, doing this, or or applying yourself, well, that's going to create this and that. It really is one of those things. Sometimes God just wants you to put to, put the gas to the floor. And it could be in, like, our business. That's, that's what I'm hearing from God and, and really, you know, business and, and our marriage past that, he, he doesn't need our help. He wants to use us, but sometimes we get to the point in, and especially in church, I know in the past, I've, I've got calls from the nominating committee saying, well, no one else will take it. Will you? Well, that's not being called. And, and I really think sometimes we take things out of either guilt or we want our kids to have a better life than we did, which we all grew up and survived. And I'm not saying everybody's childhood was great, but I, I mean, I guess that's kind of my question that I keep coming back to is, are you giving me your best? And, and God will change the, the subject line because once one gets to run and then, then he'll show you another area. But I can't honestly say that, you know, this year pandemic wise and really last two years, we've had plenty of work. We've had, had things that went really well. And it kind of, for me, that's what I've realized this morning is, is it makes me pull the throttle back a little bit not be near as aggressive when we didn't have much work, you know, I'd do anything and, you know, in super, super small things, but it's one of those things of, 
are you doing are you making the most i think the the uh return on the talents or whatever where three servants were given the same amount and one invested it one one doubled or tripled it or the other one doubled it and one buried it and ended up with the exact same amount and uh and you know the one that did nothing with it it was taken away from them and given to the person that did the most so i i mean that's kind of where i'm feeling this morning and i think honestly like we've talked marriage work i mean there's a a myriad of this but sometimes we get so thin in so many areas that there is nothing left and we're best to maintain you know it's it's i don't know humorous whatever god works in amazing ways but as we're sitting here of course we're still living in a construction zone as you all are aware of but there's a bag of nails that is sitting right in front of my viewpoint and the bag says do it best our name says it all. Well, if you take that and apply that, granted, it's, you know, a bag of nails, but the sign that says, do it best, our name says it all. Well, if you're a Christian, your name is the name of Jesus. Right. And our Jesus's name says it all. So I just think that's a great reminder. And for me, now I'm sitting here thinking I'm going to cut that part of that bag out and frame it somewhere because it reminds, <clears throat> excuse me, it reminds me that my name is Jesus. I represent him and it says it all. So I want to portray that to my husband. I want to portray that to my children. I want to portray that to the world that by doing my best, my Jesus says it all. Right. No, that's... That's a great one because we don't really see it that way. We see it as our name, our, you know, whatever that, um, that we're going to be tied to. It's kind of like the memorials at the cemeteries, the huge mausoleums of what people have done, but you didn't even know who they were. And, you know, a hundred years from now, or a hundred years ago, somebody built a huge mausoleum because they were someone in town. And guess what? Nobody knows who they are now. So when you really start focusing on it, Jesus is the only thing that people should be able to see that is a repeatable, that is a confident, that is an understanding, that is, I mean, that's, that's where God's really pushing me this morning is go. I gave it to you. Now put it to the floor and really go to working your butt off. Well, and, a, you know, something else that just came to mind is a lot of times, you know, we send, we have technicians that work for us and they go out and they may or may not realize that when they mess something up, it's not Ricky that screwed this up. It's Touchdowns screwed this up. So our name is tied to a company, and it can either be good or it can be bad. Um, and we hear the bad more often than the good. But that's what I've you know, said numerous times, is when we go out and we do a job and a customer is unhappy, it's not the technician who gets the blame, it's the company, the name touched in, that gets the blame. So just like that, how are we representing Jesus? Because it's not necessarily, 
well, David, well, it is. David did this, Susan did this, whatever the case may be. But um, what if in the good things we say, they say, well, Jesus did this through them. Just like with David's preaching, he's always questioning whether it was good enough or if it touched anybody or anything like that. Well, he's representing Jesus when he does that. And granted, he's the one that gets the, he did a great job or that message changed lives or whatever the case may be. But the only reason that happened is it was because Jesus was working through him. Right. Yeah. And sometimes we, we get to the point where we are big headed, but I also want to flip though to the other side of what Susan was saying. When we do an outstanding job, sometimes they remember the text name, but they always remember our name. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same way in the way we treat people. You know, um, it, it's one of those things that either you're seeing God work through me in my marriage or you're not. It's really that simple. And and for the great times that we have, because we do have really great times sometimes, um, and we're really close and things are really good, um, then yeah, you can see it. But what about the bad times? And that, I'm not wanting to focus on all the negative, but who created it? And what's the answer? Um, really, the answer for me is, are the first question you need to ask, are you giving your best? Even though you you may be completely wore out and there's not much less much gas left in the tank, but are you willing to spend the last little bit of gas or you not? And I think that's for me kind of one of those things to where usually I'm not. Usually I'm exhausted. I don't don't really want to give that extra. But I think we miss a lot of blessings in the middle because we're not willing to. And because it's one of those things to where I know in our marriage, uh, we have great times, we have bad times, and we have a whole bunch of so-so times to where we just kind of get by. And God didn't create marriage just to get by. But we've kind of allowed that and created that in the sense of um, just getting to the point to where we we really don't feel like we want to give anymore. And uh, we're tired, and we're exhausted, and we'll feel good, and we don't. And it, you know, really, the really the magic in making it long term in a marriage is you have to have them good times, and they've got to be able to see Jesus through you for them for them to be happy, and it be a happy marriage, and everybody staying good. Well, and like David always says, you know. There's not marriage problems, there's God problems, which in all what he just said made me think of, you know, at our, when I feel the most negative against David, where am I in with God, you know, as far as have I spent time with him this in the morning? Am I recognizing that he's living inside of me at this moment? Um, And just really pausing before I react and throwing up a quick prayer or whatever, inviting him in to let the spirit move through me in order to react to whatever may be going on. Um, I think a lot of, like I said, a lot of our marriage problems, a lot of our difficulties, a lot of our struggles is because we react to something, whether it be negative, calm. And a lot of, like if David's tired or doesn't feel good or whatever, that's usually when he's the shortest, says the ugliest things, 
can be, you know, whatever. And I'm the same way. Like if I'm tired, I'm not a really nice person. Um, if I'm really hungry, I get hangry. And so it's those times that, you know, take a step back, say a quick prayer, and then react through what the Spirit leads you to react to instead of the fleshly, worldly at reaction that we normally tend to, tend to have. But I think also surrendering it. Going, God, I currently, I'm, I hate everybody and I'm exhausted. Here, it's yours. You, you, you know what I'm supposed to do and react. And I think sometimes, you know, as Christians, we tend not to give things to God because we assume he's already gave us direction. And, and for me, surrender is in repentance is number one that needs to be done is that, that giving it back to God and saying, it's yours. Show me how to get through this situation. And it doesn't really matter the situation because God can reveal a lot to you to where, you know, you make a change or an apology or something that needs to be done where if without God involved, you're just still mad and still running along and still not doing anything. So I, for me, I think it's one of those deals. Today's just a big day of reflection of who I've been over the last three or six months, where have I been standing on the gas for God and doing, doing what God's asked me to do, but also where have I really just kind of set back and pulled the throttle back and said, hey, let's go in coast mode for a while. Well, and I, I feel like we've kind of been all over the board today, and I hope that you know there's a little bit of a nugget that you all can take um, with you, like I said, I feel like we've gone over quite a bit, but you know, I guess the the biggest thing is just doing our best for God, and right. um, we don't always do the best, you know, at doing our best. Um, but just some encouragement to keep moving forward. Remember who uh, whose you are, and right. um, try to act accordingly. Yeah, and I think that's the moral of the story today. Um, yeah, we have been all over the board, but welcome to our life. We're kind of <laughs> that way. We are all over the board. And uh, so, hey, we hope you have a great week. Share a podcast with people that may need it um, or whoever God leads you to share it with. Have a great week.